Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, faithful? Welcome to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I am your host, as always, John Chapman. Now, uh, round three of free agency seems to be in full swing. And this is kind of the the way it usually goes, where you get your big top-tier signings that take place in the first two, three days. Then it settles, okay? The, the market readjusts because what happens is all of the players want to see those top positional whatever, where they settle, what their you know average per year, all those different things are. Then everybody, the, uh, the agents and the teams and the players adjust what the expectations are. Obviously, this is a down year uh, with the salary cap and all those things. And then you get the second wave. Those address kind of the holes in your roster, the starting lineup positions that you've got to get filled. Now we're in round three. These are depth signings, guys that were hoping to strike it big on a huge payday, and they kind of realize, man, it's not my year. Let's find a place where I fit so that my stock doesn't go down, and perhaps I can get that big deal in the future. And that's where we are today. Uh, moments, you know, just moments ago, uh, got the uh, news that Jordan Willis, a uh, defensive end, who the 49ers traded for in Week 8, he was brought back on a one-year deal. And so we're going to be going over round three signings, what that means. We've got some new 49ers we got to learn about. Got some highlight tapes on that. Also going to be going over cap hits and kind of what this looks like because D Ford, um, who keeps finding his way back into the news, did us a solid. We weren't sure how much. It's a lot. <laughs> so much so, the 49ers jumped back up in to top 10 cap space in the NFL after that D Ford resigning uh, or restructure. He is betting on himself to play. Now, do I think D Ford will ever play? I know I'm going to get this question a couple times. I do not. If he does, I'd be the happiest person. Probably D Ford would be the happiest person. Um, but I would be ecstatic. You can't plan on it, though. And so you got to appreciate him redoing his deal because basically every single person we signed in the past two days that's because of d ford jaquaski tart zach kerr jordan willis we got all of those players all because he was able to redo his deal um so respect that that's great he didn't have to do it uh but i love it shout out to the countdown crew i'm seeing them coming in strong what's up jason glad to have you guys oh jake is on vacation in mexico you lucky dog hopefully you have a uh, corona or two for me or whatever services they're serving down there uh probably Medelo. it's good stuff but anyway Love it. Yeah, no hat today. Uh, <laughs> Tommy, appreciate that. I got my professional look. We had a half day at school today. 
So I was able to get in, actually see the kids for the first time in several months, which was awesome, um, and got back had just in time to get a recording done. It's a little bit later um, than much, but that's okay. And yeah, Tommy, I think we got to talk about this as well. The Seahawks, ah, I hate them. They go get, you know, probably our player of the year, or one of our players of the year, Kerry Hyder. Um, and this, this is kind of where we're at in this day three. Kerry Hyder is an NFL journeyman. He's been all over the place. Finally, has a hell of a year, you know, led the 49ers in sacks last year, eight and a half, played incredibly, literally filled in for Bosa very, very well. It was time for him to get a payday. I do also believe the 49ers were trying to get him back. It was him or Jordan Willis. So they went with the much, much, much cheaper option. You look at what Hyder got, three-year, $16.5 million. Is he worth it? Hell yeah, he is. Do I want to see him twice a year? No, I don't. He's incredible. But the 49ers weren't going to be paying that much for a backup defensive end. Uh, he he's, he wouldn't have started for us. Jordan Willis is in a backup role. At Seattle, they do not have much. Kerry <laughs> Hyder will be their starter. They're paying him starter money. So happy for him. I, I really, really am. He deserved that contract. Sucks that he went to Seattle. Ah, oh, I freaking hate that. But um, it's just the way it goes. Players go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth between those two storied franchises. But let's jump to a new addition for us. We're going to talk Joukowsky Tart. But before we do that, Let's go to the new defensive lineman, big old boy, Zach Kerr. Put together a quick highlight cut up. Uh, this is all 2020 tape. Come over from the Carolina Panthers, and he is a man. <laughs> Signed a one-year deal with the 49ers. A um, couple things about him. He's 30 years old. Undrafted free agent out of Delaware. Delaware. And it tells you a little something about him. He only started four games last year. He's a rotational defensive lineman, which is exactly what he is going to be for the 49ers. Now, some good things. He was the highest rated player from Pro Football Focus on their defense. He received an 84.1 grade. And if you watch him, six foot two, 334 pounds, he is a behemoth of a man. Very easy as you watch this game tape, if you're watching on YouTube or, you know, Twitter, wherever. He does not get moved out of the pocket. So whenever you're looking at how pro football focus grades players on, you know, a positive two per play or a negative two points per play, it makes sense. He's always in his gap. You can't move him out of his gap because he's a damn, he's anchored like a tree. Uh, just absolute power and physical bull rush kind of run stopper. He, he offers a little bit um, in pass rush, got a couple sacks, but that's not why you're bringing him in. He's going to be our backup nose tackle. Okay, so you're going to have DJ Jones, then you're going to have him. And he's going to be about right where he was, where I think he had just over 300 snaps last year. That's where he is almost every single year, 390 snaps. So close to 400. That's pretty good. That's his role. He's going to come in with our Bravo unit, the B team defensive lineman. And he will be, and this is important to me, he's going to be the linebacker's best friend because you watch these plays whenever he gets double teamed the rule is as an offensive lineman once you secure the d lineman where you want them one guy works off to the next level you don't see that <laughs> it does not happen because you never move him backwards um he he's bolted down <laughs> into the turf and he doesn't move 
A uh, lot, a lot of fun. I like them. And a couple reasons why I like this. One, it's going to improve linebacker play if that's even possible for this team. But two, um, Kentavious Street's not going to be getting near as much snaps anymore. Because, and he here's why I say that. No matter if the starting defensive tackle group, okay, probably going to be DJ Jones, who can play the three technique or the one, but he's pretty damn good at one. He plays the one technique. Ken Law plays the three technique. Now, what we were doing is we were moving uh, Givens to the one technique and letting Street play the three. They rotated in there, but that was primarily what happened when everybody was healthy out of those groups. You don't have to do that now. Now Givens gets to stay at the three, which is where he's most successful and built for, and now you bring in Zach Kerr to play that one. Now you've got Street as your third-tier rotational guy, that you know, he has some upside in pass rush. He's got some speed. He's not, I don't think Street's very good in the run uh, at all, but he's pretty damn good if he's your you know third rotation, not even your backup. He's your third rotation, which I love. So you have some definite depth if you're just looking at that defensive tackle position. You've got five guys that you could play with confidence in there. Um, now, you've got some other deep backups that you could work in there, but you have five solid defensive tackles going into this draft that, you uh, you know, the draft, you feel comfortable. You don't have to draft that position. You can go late round. That's fine. This is probably, you know, if, if you just look at the 2021 NFL draft, the worst position group by far, defensive tackles. So it's awesome that we were able to get Javon Kinlaw last year. If Javon Kinlaw was in this draft, he'd be a top 10 pick. Because that position is scarce. Christian Barmore, who a lot of people think is the top nose tackle of the class, uh, he's not going to be going until the second round. Um, you know, I, I like the Onwuzuriki out of Washington a little bit more, 6'3", 290. But again, I don't have a first-round grade on him. I don't have first-round grade on one defensive tackle. Um, last year, I think I had three. I know I had two, um, but it, it, this is a bad class. And so it's great for the 49ers to have a bad class because we don't need it. It's not a need. We can go elsewhere. And we know the 49ers love to spend draft picks on defensive linemen. So not saying they won't go edge, but I'll tell you this. It is absolutely incredible that this is a luxury and we don't have to touch that. So I love that. And I really do think that that's going to help this team kind of get where they want. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I said Corona the beer, Russ. <laughs> He's coming after me. I like it. Now, um, he is not the only person that we brought in. We brought back some familiar faces as well. Jaquaski Tart um, signed him to a one-year deal. Now, this is rough for me, okay? I like Jaquaski Tart's game. I really, really do. Uh, the, there are some issues for sure there. Um, you know, whenever you're looking at the safety position, I, I don't even know if he's going to start. I, I don't think that's really kind of what he's going to do. Y you look at just the, you know, last, he's had four interceptions in his entire career. He started, you know, you, you look back, he started six years. He's got four INTs. Not great. Is he a playmaking, you know, strong safety? Yes. I like him. I think he's a great player, but the problem is, Whenever he is on the field with Jimmy Ward, somebody's playing out of position. I do not think Jimmy Ward is a great free safety. I think he's average. I think Jimmy Ward is a great strong safety. Who's better out of those two? Jimmy Ward 100%. Just that strong safety. I like Tart. I really, really do. If they're bringing him back as depth, 
That's incredible. I don't like Tart as a free safety. I don't like Ward as a free safety. Both of them, I don't like them in that position. Now, I know the 49ers rotated their safeties a lot more the last couple of years, but when Tart got injured and Marcel Harris went in, Jimmy Ward's snaps, I went back per game, increased by 10 per game in the box snaps. So what happened was, yeah, they were interchangeable, and sometimes Ward would be back, sometimes Tart would be back. However, when Tarvarius Moore stepped in, Jimmy Ward shifted down to the box in that predominant strong safety role much more so. And his play increased dramatically. Now, I'm not saying Tarvarius Moore is the answer at free safety, but I do think that that is a better position fit for him. And now you have Tart and Jimmy Ward, and I think both their position fits is kind of stuck in that same situation where, you know what, uh, I don't want to play them out of position. I'm tired of that. Um, Jimmy Ward needs to be close to the line of scrimmage as possible. That's just where his strengths are. Uh, you look at his pass breakups, interceptions, which are non-existent. They all happen whenever he is close to the line of scrimmage. You put Jimmy Ward at free safety. He, does he mess up? Does he have missed tackles? No, he does not. But he is the opposite of a pass kind of a dominant playmaking free safety. You just don't see it. Happy to have him back, though, Jaquaski Tart. I think he was looking for a big deal. The injury and all those kind of things just kind of stifled that. Um, but hey, glad to have him back. And you know, another question that I think is important here: We lost Robert Sala, we lost Richard Sherman, the two literal leaders of this defense. Now you have new people stepping up. That's great. D'Amico Ryan's Fred Warner, obviously, he's definitely a leader. There's no question about that. But you return all these original pieces around, and what does that do? It gives you continuity, even though you have coaching change. And so you're going to be able to assess how good D'Amico Ryans is right off the bat because all the pieces are back. They know how to play this scheme. <laughs> it's going to free up a lot of that pressure on our defensive coordinator who's never called plays before to relax a little bit because these guys know what they're doing, not their first rodeo. So I do like that. The continuity is great. The Kyle Shanahan loyalty project, as you all know, is always huge. It's huge. It's always there. Now... Sticking with the D-line, again, I want to talk a little bit about Jordan Willis. The idea is this, okay? I love this signing so much. It was such a cheap deal. The numbers aren't out yet. Don't care. It's a cheap deal. It's a bargain. And he fits. The 49ers targeted this guy, went and traded for him in the middle of the season, and he came in and performed. Oh, my gosh, did he perform? Did he perform like Kerry Hyder? No. But his snaps didn't weren't there either. Willis played 183 snaps. He joined us in week eight. Okay, so you're talking, you know, 20 snaps a game tops. That's about all he was getting. He finished with two and a half sacks, nine pressures, five quarterback hits, four solo run stops, zero missed tackles. Completely fit what we wanted him to do as that big kind of defensive end guy, hybrid guy that can play on the edge. Is he carry Hyder? No, but you got him at a fraction of the cost, and that's key. I really, really like him. You know, we talked about our defensive tackle rotation. Now let's talk about our defensive end rotation. Bosa and Armstead start. There's no doubt about that. Those are your edges on base downs. When you go turbo or NASCAR or speed or whatever you want to call it, Bosa stays on the field. Armstead kicks in. Now you bring in Sam Abukum on the outside. Holy cow. If you're just doing first unit and second unit on base downs, Bonus and Armstead, uh, they're, Bosa and Armstead, they're out there for the first one. Willis 
And Ibukum, who they're hoping plays a little bit more defensive end snaps as well, he can be out there. Or you put Alex Barrett. Could they still add an edge? Yes. 100% yes. Um, that That is still a little bit of a need, but not near as bad. It was a glaring need before free agency because you just had Bosa and Armstead. That wasn't going to cut it. You could count Alex Barrett in there if you'd like to. But he's kind of like the Contavious Street of defensive ends. You don't want to rely on him. But if you know you got to get 8 to 10 snaps out of a defensive end, that's fine. But that's kind of his ceiling. Maybe he'll develop more, but that's what we've seen. You bring in, you know, Ibuko, Ibukum, and then you re-sign Willis. Now you've got your four guys on the outside. you got your five guys inside. You've got your four guys outside. You want to get one more starter level. Do you have to go first-round edge now? No, you do not. Could you? Of course you could. Second round? Yeah, if somebody falls, great. But we're at a point now where there is not a major glaring weakness on this defensive line. I've been saying this for a while. They're going to continue to make sure everything fits. And that's what they did. That's what they did. I love our D-line rotation, love our D-tackles, love our D-ends. We are setting up for this defense to be awesome. There's not a lot of flaws there. That's even an understatement. Now, another thing where there's no flaws, got to say thank you to our sponsor. What's up, Every Plate? Guys, I'm here with you today. Everyplate.com. This is incredible. You want to eat healthy? You want to save money? This is the spot to do it in. I love this thing. It, here's the deal. We get the box of meals sent to us. You've got like 14 plus recipes to choose from. They're all delicious. You get a box. It's completely contactless. You don't have to go to the store. You don't have to do anything. They send you everything you need. Recipes and directions included. And everything cooks in less than 30 minutes. And you're like, all right, yeah, I've heard these things before. It's always too expensive. Well, guess what? This gives you fuller wallets. This is America's best value meal kit, and it's not even close. It's $1.99 per meal did you hear that and that's going to be the code to get uh this awesome offer everyplate.com use promo code 49ers199 49ers199 because it's only $1.99 so get started over there and here's the deal once you sign up and you get your meals for $1.99 per meal it's stupid how cheap this is you get an additional that's right extra 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and again using the promo code 49ers199 and you know I'll, I'll throw this out there too my oldest son he's 17 football player trying to gain weight i'm trying to lose weight this helps both of us achieve our goals, and it tastes delicious. He's able to, I don't cook. I got two full-time jobs. I don't have time for that. My son, my high school son, is able to go through this, follow it with ease. It's not stressful for him. Food is delicious. It's absolutely incredible. So um, you want to support the show. This is the best way. Uh, get healthy, lose weight, and save money at the same time. Head over to everyplate.com. Use promo code 49ers199. I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Head over there. Come on. It's insane deal. Let's go. All right. Uh, thank you to the sponsors there. Again, best way to support the show. Now, there were some other signings. Uh, we brought in wide receiver from Arizona. Again, stealing, you know, divisional players. Everybody does. Every team does in the NFL. Wide receiver Trent Sherfield uh, on a one-year deal. Now, I don't think that he's going to be competing for that wide receiver three spot. I, I just don't think that's really who he is. You look at what he did in 2020, he had five catches <laughs> for 50 yards. 
But what he does do, he is a special teams ace. Ace. Absolutely incredible. 504 snaps on special teams. That's what he is going to be. 6-1-2-19, undrafted free agent from Vanderbilt. He'll be on every special teams, whatever else, and just kind of bolster. Uh, probably vet minimum deal, nothing really, really special. That's just where he's going to fit. And so I really, really do. Uh, I love special teams. <laughs> I, I, I'm, a, I'm a loser. I was a long snapper in high school as well. I mean, I started other positions as well. Coach long snapping, uh, coach punters. I love, I, I think it's just a part of the, the game that team neglect and the 49ers special teams has been atrocious atrocious since Kyle Shanahan has showed up so any type of prioritization of that unit I love because the 49ers have been in the bottom five almost every year in special teams that's got to change um I I hate that crap it bothers me so much now I do want to talk just a little bit about some of the past signings um, you know, Alex Mack, he had his introductory press conference and there was one thing that he said that I just absolutely loved and talking about the difference between center and what a veteran center brings to the game for the 49ers and how that helps everything. So here's the new starting. I don't want to call him new. He's old. The vintage. Yeah, we're bringing it back. The vintage starting center for the 49ers, Alex Mack on the important of being a vet at the center position as a veteran and uh it, the big difference is as a center you're doing a lot of directing traffic you're telling you're doing a lot of communication with the whole offensive line you have to have the experience of seeing the front and why that happens is because the center generally has a, a very good view of the field if you're a right tackle you can't necessarily see everything over on the left side of the field um, and a veteran center is able to see everything, to ID the front, communicate effectively. Uh, the better you can do that, the, the more you can get people on the same page, confident in what they're doing and moving fast. Uh, it's also an advantage for the quarterback if the, you know, the quarterback doesn't have to worry as much about some of the stuff, you can trust the center. So the, the better the center can direct traffic and do that stuff, the the better the offense can run. Yeah, I, I think, you know, he hit on some very important things. Directing traffic. If you look at the center position, especially in 2020, you, you had nobody that's ever played. You had Grasso and Brunskill who were not centers. That, that's just, they never had any starting experience whatsoever. So then you go from that to the most prominent starting he was a member of the all decade team like just recently it, it changes everything i'm pretty excited about alex mack coming in now we've got some details just on the alex mack uh deal we're going to get into some salary cap numbers here for my nerd friends it was announced as a one-year deal that's what we all thought it was then it came out the details it's a three-year deal well eh, not so fast it's it's a one year deal with dummy years to make up for the salary cap deficiency this year. And this is huge. So only 5.1 million is guaranteed and it's all this year. So it's a 5.1 million dollar deal and you spread out some of the cap hit. That's all it is. So it costs 3 million against the cap this year, Alex Mack. That's a great deal. Um and we can opt out next year. We'll have a 1.25 cap hit in 2022 and 2023. So you're pushing back $1 million to the next two years. And I think what's important about that is the NFL media deal is done. They got it done. 
Um, and so, you know, they're leaking out all the details and all that stuff. We're going to be moving to the 17th game. Revenue is about to shoot through the roof, which is huge because they don't expect 2021 cap, sorry, 2022 cap next year to be bananas. They're expecting projections are 203 million. Put that into perspective. We're at 183, right? Right now, 184, I think. Uh, but anyway, so it's going to increase about $20 million per year next year. And then they're expecting just a giant jump because, again, the salary cap, it's it's not just somebody figures out, you know, oh, I think we're going to put it this. No, it's based on the revenue. These new TV deals are behemoth. So um, more cap. So that's why they keep pushing everything back. Every team in the NFL is doing it. And the 49ers are still in a good spot this year and next year. But we do have some good news. We know who our 17th game is. What happens is we are playing, the NFC West is playing the NFC North. And it slates just like it always does with games. Whoever finished first last year plays first in the other division all the way down to four. We finished fourth. That means the 49ers, guess what? Yep, we get to play the Bengals. That's our 17th game. You got to love it. I hope it's early in the year. Uh, you know, I... I love Joe Burrow. I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's probably going to be on the pup list. I can see him missing the first six weeks. His injury took place very, very late. Could be wrong. He's young. Maybe, hopefully, he gets healthy quick. He's fun to root for. But not worried about the Bengals too much. It is the NFL for sure. But there's a strong possibility they will be without their young signal caller uh, stepping up. So that that's one of the things that's kind of exciting. Um, quick question right here. You know, uh, from Nathan, he said, with Ford's restructuring, what are the chances the 49ers re-signing K1 Williams? There's no doubt that is a strong possibility. And the reason why teams and contracts are slowly coming in right now is because these aren't sought after players. K1 Williams has been with the 49ers for a minute. He hasn't collected a huge payday. He is one of the best nickel corners in the NFL. Nobody disputes that. But nobody's willing to pay for a nickel corner. Some teams don't value it at all. And so the 49ers, my guess, they have another very, very low offer. And they're saying, look, we would love to have you back, but we're not going to overpay. A big reason why, look at the end of 2020. Kwan Williams got hurt. We just threw bodies in there. Number 27 went in there and actually had one, one of his best games at the nickel corner. What's sad to say, guess what? If the NFL season started today, and it's not, obviously, and that's not the plan of the 49ers. Number 27 is the starting nickel corner for the 49ers as of now. That's what would happen. So do I want K1 Williams back? You bet your rear end I do. They've got to address that position. Now, possibly they could see the long-term nickel solution to be Emmanuel Mosley, who came into the league as a nickel corner. He's played outside because of injuries and done relatively well. Maybe you bring in a true outside corner in the draft. Yeah, that, that's a huge spot that is available 100%. Let's say you draft somebody like J.C. Horn, who's a perfect fit out of South Carolina, coaching ties to the college coach, Debo, Javon Kinlaw. I mean, we, the connections are there. He even came out today saying he would love to play for the 49ers. Similar scheme and everything. So you bring him in. Your outside corners are Jason Verrett and J.C. Horn. You slide Emmanuel Mosley in. That would be a pretty good tandem. But... Now you're spending that number 12 pick or your first round pick will probably move up or down on a corner. Um, you don't want to go into the draft, and this is the 49ers MO all four years since Shanahan showed up. Do not pigeonhole yourself 
if you can help it, into being dependent upon one position in the draft. Right now, corner is the biggest need. There is no doubt about that. Corner is by far the greatest need on this team right now because you only got two. And <laughs> both of them have had Jason Verrett's injury history is well documented. He doesn't have a backup right now. It's, it just doesn't exist. So you've got to figure some of those things out. you got to go get somebody. Now, you know, here, here's another question. Uh, this is from Eric. He emailed me. What kind um, of rookie to second-year improvement do you expect out of Kinlaw? You have to look at what it was like for Kinlaw and every rookie, to be honest with you, to step in last year. It was one of the worst off-seasons ever. There's no doubt about that. Kinlaw was great. Um, was he great in pass rush? No, he wasn't. But was he a great addition to the team and help in the run game? Yes. The 49ers run defense was incredible. Why was that? A big reason had to do with Ken Law and some other people. It's not just Ken Law. But damn, they were incredible. You look at rush yards allowed per attempt, the 49ers were sixth. We allowed the fourth fewest rushing touchdowns in the NFL. That's top five. Seventh fewest rushing yards. That was key. You look, you go back to the press conferences before the season, and really the draft. John Lentz, Robert Sala, uh, Kyle Shanahan all said one of the things that our big goal was was to get better at stopping the run. If you go back to 2019, when the defense was dominant, right? Super Bowl run, defense carried everybody. Those same three categories. Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yards per rush attempt, we were 23rd in the NFL. This is 2019, the monster defense. We were 23rd. We went from 23rd to top 10. Rush touchdown, 7th. Only 7th most allowed, all right? And then rush yards, we're 17th. You improved every single category. That goal, check. <laughs> A big reason why Fred Warner played at that all-pro level was because of the defensive tackles that allowed him to make all those plays. 
So you've got to hold that steady. Now, the next step, Eric, for Javon Kinlaw is to get production in the passing game. You got, you got, check off the running game. He's got that. I, I, that's not going to disappear because of his body type, the way that he plays, all of those things. But what he has to do now is get some production in pass rush. You need sacks. You need quarterback hits. That's what's next. I think that could happen. And you don't need much from him. It's not like he has to go on some type of rampage and lead the NFL in sacks or anything like that. It, it, that's not what it is. He had a one and a half sacks last year. I think five is the number you're looking for. Get him five sacks with his huge contributions in the running game. That's exactly where you want him. Add into the fact, guess what? Nick Bosa's coming in. We get Nick Bosa back. That's so much. <laughs> and he's getting to play against better defensive tackles next to him. Remember, DJ Jones was hurt. Kevin Givens was out. Contavious Street was starting games. So the protection was going to slide towards Kinlaw nonstop. You go back and you watch those double teams, whatever else. And they, they never stopped. And so I fully expect him to improve. He put out the Instagram video recently basically saying, you know, that's what it is, that, you know, he's in shape and all that kind of stuff, and you saw him dancing. Man, I love Kinlaw's attitude and everything that he brings to the table. Adam Garcia, I want to say thank you, man. Um, he said, hider behind enemy lines. Love you, John. Right back at you, brother. Appreciate the gift. Thank you so much. Uh, this is this is a full-time job, even though it doesn't pay, <laughs> pay like it, but I want to say thank you, uh, brother. I really appreciate that. I love Kerry Hyder, man. Um, if you remember, oh, I, I don't know if you remember, it was the episode for the, the last prediction of the roster before final cutdown. Everybody, Kusarek, um, you know, Robert Sala, everybody was coming, Kyle Shanahan, everybody was saying, Kerry Hyder has been the best player in camp. He's just everywhere. They almost cut Kerry Hyder. They almost cut him, and they didn't. They kept him, and here's the other great news. Guess what, guys? Kerry Hyder, now we're in compensation pick mode. Now we're in comp pick mode. We were kind of neutraled out, and I don't want to get too much into the whole compensation pick, whatever, the formulas. Basically, whatever you bring in from other teams and what you lose to other teams, if you lose more than you brought in from other teams, you get a comp pick, and if you don't, then you don't. That's basically the simplicity of it. The 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, signed all of our own players. That doesn't enter into compensation pick stage. Who did we bring in from other teams? Not much. Really not much. Um, yeah, Trent Sherfield, that's a minimum deal. Won't really count. Um, kind of look at, you know, Zach Kerr. Well, we'll have to see what the details of that number are, but I don't think it's going to be huge. You did bring in, um, Alex Mack and Ibakum, or however you say it. I've gone over the pronunciation guide so many times, still struggling with it. I'm from Texas. Can't even pronounce my own name right half the time. It's what it is. We're slower down there. Um, so you're bringing in two contracts. We lost Kendrick Bourne, right? That was a huge one. We lost to Kella Witherspoon. That cancels out those two contracts. Now, Kerry Hyder getting this much of a payday, that's huge. Now we're in the positive, which means we're going to be getting a comp pick. Uh, and again, compensation picks come down to two things. Am uh, the amount of money they get per year and playing time in that first year. So this is where it's catch-22. If Kerry Hyder balls out and has another year where he has eight-plus sacks, 
we're going to be getting a third or fourth round pick back for him. If Kerry Hyder doesn't ball out and flames out, but he just gets that money, now you're talking a fourth or fifth round pick comp pick. So if Kerry Hyder plays well against everybody but the 49ers, sacks, whatever else, that's going to boost the value of that comp pick. Right now, I, my guess is the 49ers are in line for probably a fourth round compensation pick for this, maybe fifth. But if he plays, snaps, sacks, tackles, things like that, pro bowls, any of those things, then that shoots up. Um, so it, there is some constella uh, constellation there, constellation or stars, constellation there, uh, which is huge. Um, so anyway, again, thank you, Adam, for the gift. Really do appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, I, I freaking hate that he's gone. And it sucks, but uh, happy for him. Go get that money. They, anytime somebody gets paid, you should be happy. That's just how I feel. I don't know if I'm a weirdo. Um, Akella Witherspoon got paid. I'm so happy for that dude. Do I want him on my team? Hell no. Jaquaski Tart, did I agree with that signing? Did I think that was a valuable use of resources? No, I don't. But I'm so happy for him. And I'm a huge Tart fan moving forward. I hope great things happen. I hope he balls out. Support people, man. I understand the team loyalty lines. I get it so much. When the 49ers lose, I'm crushed, man. But at the same time, don't allow the humanity to disappear. I'm not saying anybody's doing that. I'm just saying constantly remind, man, this is awesome. These people freaking chase a ball and catch a ball, and they make millions. I love it. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's what it is. Now, let's do just a little bit more Trent Williams uh, kind of cap talk because I think this is huge. Trent Williams' detail comes out uh, of his deal, and you know this was the quote that he said. This is Trent Williams' quote. It's like a roller coaster because I thought Kansas City was the place. It came down to the wire. Luckily, my boy, Kyle Shanahan, came through and I'm back. End quote. Oh, turns out Trent Williams was hanging out in freaking Cabo with our head coach just a few weeks before. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan is, it's weird, man. He's like Nick Fury. He just gets, people are attracted to him. It doesn't even make sense the amount that he, he, these players flock to him. Um, most of these details come from David Lombardi at The Athletic. Uh, did an awesome write-up. I think what he's best at is talking salary cap and numbers. He does a hell of a job. Because it, it, it gets tough whenever you go through these details. But here is the Trent Williams deal. And we're going to pay attention to cap hits. And guess what, guys? It's a six-year, $138 million deal, but not really. It's two three-year deals put together, okay? Here are the cap hits if he plays out the entire contract. He won't, okay? That's not going to happen, but whatever. Let's just focus on cap hits. This year, 2021, 8.2 against the cap. That's incredible. Super cheap deal. Next year, 2022, 14 million against the cap. 2023, 26 million against the cap, and that is the big key because the 49ers... After three years, 2021, 2022, 2023, at that point, okay, not much is guaranteed. And the 49ers have to make a choice that season, okay? Think about, and this is the best way that I could explain it. If you're drafted in the first round, the team has to uh, basically decide to pick up your fifth-year option or not. Like Solomon Thomas, this was his year. We said, nope, we're not going to take it. He's gone now. For the upcoming year, it's Mike McGlinchey. 
49ers are going to pick up that option. That's a whole other argument, whatever else. Kyle's already said they are going to, but whatever. So what you have to do with this deal is after three years, you have to pick up the option on Trent Williams' deal for the following three years. Now, again, it's not even that black and white because you can get, in, get out after that. But it kicks in a whole bunch more guaranteed money because only $40 million of this 138, so not much, is fully guaranteed. That's it. So worst case, let's say Trent Williams doesn't play injuries, whatever else, who knows, fill in the blank. Nobody wants that. But let's just say that happens. It's $40 million. That's it. That's all that's guaranteed through those three years. But more kicks in each and every year. April 1st, 2023, which we're getting pretty close to the April 1st deadlines for a lot of contracts this year. The D Ford had an April 1st contract. That's why that restructure took place when it did. But on April 1st, 2023, so after three years of playing, you have to decide to opt in or opt out. Okay. So what happens is if you, Trent's going to be 35 that season, by the way, if they say, nope, we're done, we're cutting our losses and moving on. Okay. Here's what that looks like it's basically a $12 million cap hit in 2024 to not have them on your team. That's the worst case scenario. That's it. That's it. A $12 million cap hit in 2024 for keeping the best tackle. That's the worst case scenario. But if you do say, oh my gosh, Trent's still playing at that level. We want to keep him. You say, yes, more Trent. Then another $10 million gets fully guaranteed at that point. Um, again, you can still walk away in 2024, even if you say yes. And then a $6 million cap hit in 2025. So basically, it's a three-year deal with a lot of dummy money added at the very end. Trent Williams wanted to be the highest paid um, average per year guy, past $10,000 per year over David Bakhtiari. Um, but this is huge. You know, we always talk about Parag Morante as this cap guy and this whiz and all that stuff. He's better than that. He is better than that. The fact that the 49ers are still top 10 in cap space after all these deals, now this is before... Uh, we got through all these deals, so that's a whole nother thing whenever you're looking at it. But the 40 are still not in a bad space. They're really, really not. You look at the rest of the NFL, guess who's dead last in the NFL? The Rams. <laughs> they they had to give away their starting defensive tackle, who's one of the top four players on their defense, Michael Brockers, for a 2023 like fifth rounder. He He's not there. Cardinals are 27th on this list. Seattle, 23. Us, we're 10th. And look at all the deals we've made. We have not sabotaged our future draft or cap space to chase all these freaking players. We'll, we'll have to see how it pans out. But if you're just looking at, okay, which team <laughs> has the most financial leeway moving forward, it's the 49ers. Which team has the most draft capital moving forward? It's the 49ers. By the way, which team has the best roster? Oh, it's the 49ers. Now, you can talk about the quarterback position, and rightfully so. I think that that is a legitimate concern because I don't think that we're at the top <laughs> there for you know, that, that position at all. And I don't think we are. So let's go into the, the nitty-gritty. Let's look at this. These are the top cap hits, top to bottom. Now, all of these recent deals, Tart, whatever else, not in there, okay? So that's not there. But these are just the biggest cap hits of 2021 for the 49ers. 
Top of the list, you guessed it, Jimmy Garoppolo, 26.4. I do think that a restructure will happen, but probably not until after the draft. Because if the 49ers do get somebody like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whatever, then I don't think you want to restructure because you want Jimmy's not going to be released. Okay, that's not going to happen. You don't roll with the rookie with this roster. Kyle Shanahan hates that. Uh, so please look to the past before you make predictions for the future with this coach. He wants quarterbacks to develop in a system much more Mahomes to Al or Alex Smith to Mahomes than cut and just let Joe Burrow run. Cincinnati had a crappy team. They weren't competing for anything. The 49ers free agent moves, they're competing now. You don't do that with the rookie quarterback. You roll with Jimmy. He sucks or gets injured. You move forward with the rookie. Everything's good. So Jimmy's staying. He might get restructured. If the 49ers don't get a first-round quarterback, I think that's when he gets restructured. But you draft Trey Lance or whomever, then I don't think you restructure him because the plan is, Jimmy, this year, last year, you don't have a trade clause. Next year, we'll move on. But with where we are now, Jimmy's the quarterback. If you don't believe that, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> second biggest cap hit, Eric Armstead, $12.5 Now, it sounds bad because he's the second biggest cap hit, but that's not bad. He's currently the 20th uh, largest cap hit just among D linemen, uh, which I think is about where he is. Uh, one of the best run defenders. Yeah, he's struggled, you know, rushing from the outside, but he shouldn't have to do that this year with people returning. Third biggest hit, Jimmy Ward, ten point nine million. I was pretty shocked by that. Bosa, nine point two million. Um, he's there because again, the draft slots on where players are picked affect their salary cap, and of course, it goes up every year. Uh, so Bosa's at 9.2. Trent Williams, who we just talked about, 8.2. Lakin Tomlinson, 6.5. Mike McGlinchey, 6 million. That shows you the difference between the second pick, right, Nick Bosa, to the ninth pick. It's a pretty drastic drop, especially whenever you realize McGlinchey's played one more year. So when players talk about being drafted, it's millions of dollars difference if you just fall a couple spots from the top. George Kittle, only $5.45 million against the cap. Incredible. Uh, we got his extension done. Love it. Ferret on his one-year deal, 5.3. Uh, Sam Abacom, uh, 3.8. Fred Warner, 3.6. That's going to jump up. Now, Fred Warner playing out his rookie deal will be extended, but he will not be extended until very, very close to the start of preseason. The 49ers have set precedent. Um, that's it, He's going to get extended, so don't worry about it. Just understand it's going to be late. Um, Mostert, 3.6. Ken Law, 3.5. DJ Jones, 3.4. Uh, Alex Max, 3. We talked about earlier. Brendan Ayuk, 2.8. Again, look how much it hurts whenever you fall back. Uh, you know These guys, the money just it dissipates quickly as, as you go back. Just... Relatively speaking, I understand this is lots of money. Mosley, 2.7. Robbie Golder, kicker, 2.8. Kyle Juszczyk, 2.3. Debo, 2.1. And those are kind of the top cap hits before all these other things took place. Um, so, man, I love it. There's a lot of stuff there. Cap stuff is important. And, and I get everybody saying, oh, salary cap's fake and whatever else. No, no, it's not. Look how many players the Saints have lost. Look how many players the Rams have lost. Salary cap matters. It really, really does. Um, should the 49ers bring back Williams? Yes. I don't think he's going to cost much. I think you can get him back pretty close to 3 to $4 million a year. Um, the problem is he is wanting to get paid a long-term deal. 
I don't know if the 49ers are comfortable giving him that money. I think the 49ers are showing one- and two-year deals is kind of our thing. Um, but Williams, his career's kind of winding down. Uh, we'll have to kind of see what happens there. But it is rough. I feel like that is a thing. Um, yeah, from, from uh, I can't pronounce this, Cladesma says, quote, it is what it is, end quote, T-shirt. Yeah, and then profit. We can make some money off that one. I love that. Yeah, if Trey Lance falls to 12, Tommy, you draft him 100%. I think if a team took Trey Lance number two overall, I think it would be a good pick. But I feel that way about all four of the top quarterbacks. This is a strong QB class. Uh, Trey Lance to the 49ers is a dream scenario for me just because I think he's a perfect fit. Kyle Shanahan, the system, everything, he's played in it. It's very, very similar. Trey Lance at 12, you take him. No doubt about that. Now, one thing I do want to talk about, I haven't brought up. One of my draft crushes, you know, Caleb Fairley. I have Caleb Fairley as my number three overall player on my big board. I'm taking him off my board. I, I, you can't draft him. Uh, he, he, he had issues, okay? And then he had back issues in 2019. Played through it, which is great. But took 2020 off to prepare for the draft. He just had... Back surgery, you know, it's 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 you know it's it's outpatient, but whatever. His back issues not solved after a year off of football. Now supposedly he's going to be ready. Perhaps he is, but a year where the scouting combine doesn't exist, you don't get your doctors to look at him. Hell no. Do you spend a first round pick on somebody like that? And again, I like Caleb Fairley more than any other person on the internet I have seen. I love this kid. Do not draft him. Now, if he falls to the third round, maybe, I wouldn't even take him the second round. Can't do that. Um, and it sucks for the kid because I think he's awesome. It is not his fault he has back problems, but we've seen what happens. Backs are scary. And again, he's having these problems as an 18-, 19-year-old kid. Oof. What's going to happen when he's 24? Ah. <laughs> it's just scary. It really, really is. Um. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, Adam, he asked this. After watching Mac Jones' pro day, I'm even more solidified in my stance that he is overrated. A couple things from his pro day shocked me. He's a better athlete than I thought. Um, you know, ran, I think, a 4'7", high 4'7", in the 40s, had a 32-inch vertical. Man, he had like a 7.0-something in the three-cone. Athleticism showed up. But it was a bad pro day. And, man, guess who he wasn't throwing to? Jalen Waddle. <laughs> Devontae, they weren't out there. I like Mac Jones. I think there's a chance Mac Jones may be gone by 12. Uh, if he, he fits the Kyle MO for quarterbacks, if you look at Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, that he fits that. <laughs> he fits it, man. There's no doubt about that. Do I want Mac Jones at 12? Hell no, I don't. If we get Mac Jones at 12, it makes perfect sense for Kyle. Uh, I, I don't get a pick on, but yeah, I... I'm telling you right now, if we stay at 12 and get Mac Jones, I'm going to be pretty bummed. If we trade back, even to 15, and get Mac Jones, that would be I'd be cool with that. The trade back softens it because that's another premier player you can't get. If you drop back a couple spots, pick up a third, uh, something along those lines, then I think it helps it out. Um, uh, let's see here. Mel, Cap Mel Kuyper had the top four picks all being core B QBs. That means a lot of players will fall. Yeah, it... 
Bell Kuyper's interesting. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I enjoy listening to him, but yeah, I disagree with so much of the things that he says. Uh, but that's fine. He puts he's original. You know, he started the whole thing, and so I'm cool with that. Uh, I, I don't really, I don't, I don't really mind that too much. I will say this about Patrick Sertan as as we're staying on the Alabama Pro Day. I had a big asterisk next to his breakdown because top end speed, I couldn't see it on film. He would give up separation on fade routes and go routes, and that bothered me. He goes out and runs, you know, a four four. I think it was like a four four two or something like that in the four fours. Now I understand it's a pro day. We don't get the combine. The forty yard dash is the most important for the cornerback position. That's huge. So even if it was fast turf. Even if it was a fast time, you know, there's no official time, whatever. Even if it's off a full tenth of a second, if he ran a four-five-two, I'm still okay with that as, at an outside corner in our system. So, you know, you look at these medical things. Caleb Fairley was top of the list for me, man. He was my draft crust. I wanted him so bad. He's off the list now, medical. Patrick Sertan, I was like, this guy's a great corner, but I don't want him in our cover three scheme. Eh, I got to go back and watch some more film. Because if he's a 4-4 guy, and what did I miss? Because I saw problems with the deep ball. I got to go watch more film. I've only watched, I think, four or five of his games, but there's more out there. Um, so I'm bumping, I'm bumping him up. But my number one corner for the 49ers now is J.C. Horn. It's not even close. Patrick Sertan might be a better corner, but again, talking scheme fit, J.C. Horn's that guy. That's, that's just what it is. I want to say thank you guys. It's been a long, uh, fun episode. I've enjoyed it. Uh, again, shout out to our sponsors, Every Play. Also, if you want to support us, 49ers Rush Podcast over on Patreon. I am dropping so much film over there. Shout out to Juan Salas. That dude is a machine. Uh, he is responsible for cutting up all the clips. Uh, I, I give him the breakdown. He cuts it up. He's incredible. Um, he's, he's just one of the best people out there. I just want to say thank you, Juan. Amazing human being. Um, but... You want to catch all the draft footage. And we've got our 49ers hangout coming up here in just over a week uh, that we will be doing right at the end of the month. So patreon.com, 49ers Rush Podcast. If you just want the videos and the breakdowns, that's the Frank Gore tier. You want to hang out with us, do some mock drafts on Zoom, have a drink or two, go over some 49ers trivia and all that stuff, join the Jerry Rice tier. Uh, again, it's not so much, you're getting so much content for sure, but the real reason I want you to do that is to support the podcast. Everything that is contributed there goes to the podcast, pays for fees, all these different things so that I can do this more often and get you guys more content. That's the whole goal of this whole thing. Because when you're happy, I'm happy. That's what this is about. Love you guys. You're incredible. Thank you so much for all the continued support. And as always, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.